This is Radio Ronin announcer Ken Kruger. The Radio Ronin Show starts now. Whoopee! Hey everyone, happy Monday. Welcome to the Radio Ronin Show. We're back for yeah, another yeah. week. June 1st? We're in June. Is it oh, June 1st? That's right. Hey, happy, it happy June. June 1st. Yeah. Oh, it man. was just like it was yesterday, March 10th. I'll never forget the day, March 10th. The day that Rudy Gobert shut down the NBA. Well, it was also the day that I worked my last day in an office. Oh, that yes. day too. Oh, Same and, here. And everything, everything went south, and it's already June 1st. Crazy. Which means I have 30 days until I, until I start getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the year is flying by, which is, uh, which is, I think, a good thing for a lot of people. You know, yeah. 2020, I'm still, I'm still hanging on to the fact that this ain't 2016. For us, it's, yeah. yeah, for us, it's way better than this 2016. This has been a walk yeah. in the park compared to 2016. Yeah, well, you, um, you get to stay at home. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a lot of things with this pandemic that have actually been a good thing for me. I mean, you look like you're on vacation. You know, this is how I always dress. You yeah. guys just, uh, I, maybe you guys have just not, uh, I lived in Hawaii. This yeah. is like chunga attire. It's, I, uh, it's the floral shirts, they're awesome. I, I just, I love how comfortable you look. Like when, when I saw you this morning. Yes. Uh, you looked kind of like one of my Greek uncles. Like all you need to do is unbutton like two or three. Well, I used to do that back in the day. Oh, in the Metro days. Yeah, in the I Metro remember, days. I was walking <laughs> no, around. No, no, no. And then you need and a I gold. So you, you had like good. some puka shell necklaces. Yeah. And you, yeah. I had like I, 20. I was I, like Mr. T. <laughs> I remember that. No, yeah. but if you wanted to be Greek, you have to have a you have to have like a gold necklace right there. Uh, a gold uh, cross. A, a, yep, right above your, your chest. There like, was a guy. Like an eagle. There was a guy back in the day in the Metro days, which... I'm look. I just c- confession. I loved that. <laughs> I loved the Metro days. Do you want to go back? I in a second. Really? Right. <laughs> I totally. Here's why. Because I I was also a kid in the '70s, a young kid, mind you, very very young. I uh, I turned ten in 1980. Mm-hmm. So I was a really young kid in the in the '70s. But I remember. Everybody walking around with their bell-bottom pants and their silk shirts and their big gold necklaces. Yeah, and their, you know their yeah. feathered hair. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah. You know you had you had all those bands in the '70s that just looked so cool with their big smoky glasses, Boston and ELO and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, and that's kind of what the Metro days reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of when style mattered? You know, when it was cool for a dude to be stylish. Now it's just guys wearing basketball shorts and hoodies. No offense, Josh, but that's what <laughs> that's what they wear. I think I'm in gym shorts right now. You know what I, mean? I think you're just yeah. still mad you got called out for wearing cologne. Yeah, <laughs> you're kind of a fancy, f- ain't you? <laughs> but see, I like I like that, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, but I do like this look too. I'm just, I, and people are probably wondering. So I'm wearing just some khaki. You know, tan shorts, some flip-flops. I'm wearing a teal green shirt that's got white and black flowers on it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm wearing a black uh, LA Angels hat. Yeah. You know, I, no, honestly, that's it looks I'm good. It looks great. And I kind of am jealous. I wish I would have worn my thongs too. Yeah, that is that's uh, that is summer attire for me, man. Mm-hmm. Wearing which my is, thong. Which is kind of gross. I'll be honest with you. It's kind of gross. You're always wearing your thong. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's kind of gross because I've got the most horrible toes ever, thanks to hockey. So well, like no, I've no, got one that's kind of oh, they're not bad. They're but not terrible. I got my running. I got my Josh's running. Josh's are pretty horrible too. Well, and his thongs are kind of they're crusty. They're flip flops. Yeah, you gotta call them flip flops. Yeah, flip flops. Nope. I call flip-flops. them thongs. That's old school right there. The, the <laughs> anyway, we should probably get the show going. Hey everybody, welcome to your Monday. I'm Chunga. Uh, that guy right over there, dressed all in black. He's like he the he's like the white Johnny Cash. <laughs> uh, Wait, what? <laughs> 
Say hi to the smartest man in the room. It's Chandler. Ayo. Uh, this guy right over here, adult-ish, is printed on his shirt. He's a man who likes to beat his own drum. And no, he is not handicapped. His name is Josh. <laughs> hey, Josh. There's nothing I can add to that. He'll do everything in his power to prove that statement wrong. But no, he's not handicapped. Yeah. Uh, and the indescribable, the intellectual, nah. the <laughs> business-oriented. There you go. There you go. <laughs> The nice watch having Spencer right over there. Hello there. Uh, so happy to be with you today. It's uh, it's been a weird weekend, that's for sure. Oh yeah, we have a lot yeah, of stuff. We yeah. have a lot of stuff to talk about, and uh, we'll go over that. It's going to be a little bit more of a. I hope people find the show interesting. It's going to be a bit of a different show for Radio Ronan, and um, although different, I hope it's still something that people find very interesting and insightful. Yeah. Because you're going to learn some things in this episode that you may not know about us, and you're going to learn some things in this episode that you may not have, have ever known about the show and things like that. And so we'll get to that in a minute, but first we want to thank uh, our first sponsor of the show, RJ Concrete. Woo-hoo! These guys have uh, have been a huge supporter of Radio Ronin, and we're very, very grateful for it. Uh, if you have any concrete work that needs to be done now would be the time to call because they're setting up their appointments to come out and check out your house and see what you need done and get the concrete poured and they'll do it quickly but you've got to get on it right away uh rjconcretesolutions.com is their website you can give them a call at 385-324-6166 a lot of our goblins have done exactly that uh, more and more people are going to them every single day, mm-hmm. and with good reason. Just go it's check true. out their Facebook page. Oh, it's mm-hmm. you can see the work firsthand. It's work. amazing. That's one of those things where where I'm of a certain age, right? And so there was always a high level of, well, are these guys going to take care of me? Okay. Anytime you needed a plumber, or anytime you needed like concrete work done, or anything like that, is are these guys really as good as they say they are? Yeah. Well, now you just go to their Facebook page and check them out. You can see it. It's phenomenal. The videos are just so much fun. Sure, you can trust us because we've definitely vetted them. (laughs) Uh, We're not going to come on the Radio Ronin show and say how good these guys are if they're not that great. Yeah, right. Uh, They really are. They do sidewalks. They do driveway extensions. They do RV pads. They do patios, concrete repairs. They remove the old concrete for free. They're licensed and insured in Utah, and they have 20 years experience in the industry. The only thing they really don't do is curbing. Which, that's, you know, that's, that's okay. Which I have no like idea that. what that is. Yeah. Well, you know when people have uh, a garden, like they segment their lawn in their garden, and they usually have like some concrete curbing that kind of winds around somewhere. Oh, that's, that's curbing. Yeah. They don't, they don't do that. Curbing sucks. Yeah. No, we actually yeah. just got rid of all the curbing in our lawn. Oh, did you really? Yep. <clears throat> but it's uh, it is horrible because like if you're mowing the lawn and you get over that, you're like. <laughs> And you know, sparks fly. That, oh, no, that's, that's a good I think point. what you need to do is just rip out the whole lawn and replace it with concrete from RJ Concrete. There you go. You don't need grass. No. <laughs> you can park your Camaro right up next to the house. Yeah. On mm-hmm. the concrete. Uh, anyway, thanks to RJ Concrete Solutions. So uh, I guess we have a couple of new Patreons. We yeah. do. We do. We have a new producer and a new super producer. Wow. Is, yeah. is that right? So if you would like to join our Patreon family, we're getting dangerously close to getting these shirts out to people. Yes. I think mm-hmm. we're almost to the point where we can safely start disseminating these or distributing these shirts. <laughs> That's true. Uh, disseminating would actually work. I guess it would. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, shirts are coming out soon. New shirts are uh, the new shirt has been designed. It's so cool. Uh, even though there's a delay, obvious for obvious reasons, uh, I think this is going to be something that you really, really dig. 
the new shirt and the current shirt. So if you would like to join our Patreon family, you can do so for as little as five bucks a month and you can go up from there and there's all kinds of different goodies all the way down the line. So uh, if you'd like to learn more, go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Radio Ronin. We have how many? We two? have two. two. So, two. so I would like to welcome <laughs> producer Michaela. Welcome to the staff. Thank you. Thank you. And we she's have a, she's a regular in Bash Music, by the way. Yes, yeah, she oh, is. You're in the there. chat room all the time. So so like uh, on Saturdays, if you're in the chat room, be sure to say hi. To Come her. say hi. We also have a new super producer, Hemi Hunsaker. Oh, Hemi nice. Hunsaker. Hemi. Cool. Hemi. So is that, that a real name or is that like a, an engine? Is, is Hemi male or female? Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. Or is it Jaime? Jaime. Or Jaime. 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 How's it spelled, Josh? H E M I. Hemi. No, it's Hemi. Hemi. Yeah, Hemi. Yeah. Yeah. Hemi. Hemi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they. Hemi, are... tell us if this is a real name or not. Because if that's a real name, that's really that's cool. That's actually really cool. I, I that's love awesome. Like yeah. that. So they are a super producer at $22.77. Damn. Nice. Wow. $22.77. Is there significance to that? I know. I'm trying There's got to be. There's got to be. So many questions for Hemi. That's cool. That, please. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's fun. So, yeah, well, thanks, thank you, so, thank yeah, you Michaela. Welcome. Thank you, Hemi, and, and welcome to the fold. Uh, we are damn happy to have you. That's for sure. All right. <laughs> so again, I was talking about this being a different show. Uh, I want to do something a little bit different on this show today. Uh, uh, people may not know this about our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Some people know my background. Some people don't know my background. But I can almost guarantee you that you guys don't know. Chandler's, Spencer, and Josh's background. Yeah, they're 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 shrouded in mystery. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> sure. So um, before I get into what I'm going to talk about, I want to I want to talk about where we're going to go with this. Okay. Okay. I actually want to turn the tables on Spencer and Josh a little bit today. Ooh. Ooh. So should I be nervous? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think you should be nervous at all. No. People may not know this, but you both have college degrees in sociology. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're both sociologists. Yeah. Uh, Josh studied mass communications and sociology, mm-hmm. and Spencer studied sociology and criminal justice. Mm-hmm. It no? was sociology with criminology and an emphasis criminology. in conflict and terrorism. Wow. Okay. Oh, so I got cool. really dark in my classes. <laughs> did, you have, did you have an interest in, in going into this field professionally or you just thought that would be a cool degree to have? No, I actually, for the longest time, I wanted to be a cop. Okay. Like, mm. When I was in school, like I finished high school, wanted to be a cop. Yep. This was the, the path I wanted to follow. I got literally one semester away from finishing and going to the police academy. Yep. When I realized I was depressed a lot. Yeah. Because it's, it's, about it's a tough world. And like horrible things all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm reading about terrible Swimming things Swimming in the cesspool every day, right? So I, I pivoted. Um, still got my degree. Still yep. that mm-hmm. my my thesis paper. I wrote a 40-page thesis paper on the impact of socioeconomic status and spousal abuse. Huh. Wow. wow. Okay. Holy So yeah. why are we bringing up this heavy stuff? Yeah. Why are we bringing up this heavy stuff with Josh and Spencer? Well, uh, Chandler, so that you know, has a has a, uh, a background, while not degreed, he yeah. has nearly a 10-year, a decade-long background <laughs> yeah. in film, film and audio and video production and in economics. Yeah, which a lot of people don't know about. So, so Chandler worked a, at a wealth management firm, and now he works for I work a in film. He works in finance. So. Yep. 
he's taken that those two different disciplines and and has applied them personally. So he understands economics and finance yep. very deeply, yep. and audio and video production very deeply. Uh, and that's why he does what he do. He do. That's why that's why he does what he does. <laughs> Little Carl Malone snuck in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Chunga, you can't see that. And then my background, yeah. I think people, you know, obviously know the, the broadcasting background, but my background, my education is actually in dramatic arts and then pivoted to military and political science. And from there pivoted again to economics. So uh, I have kind of a weird background. Uh, not not a background that you would expect no. at all uh, from someone who chose to do what I do. I I, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you oh, know, a lot of political talk and things much, like that as well. Much like Spencer, I was actually going to be a cop. I was uh, the, uh, studying and and training and learning. I was going to be a, a sniper. That's that's mm-hmm. that was the goal. And one day I was reporting to the police academy and saw a radio station billboard on the side of the uh, road and went, "No, nah, that's what I need to be doing." And turned around, went home, and told a very young Shannon at the time that, no, I'm not going to the police academy today. I'm going to go into radio. And that changed everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I, I think it was a very wise decision for me. But the reason I'm sharing all of this background is because we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the riots. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the riots that erupted all over the country over the weekend. Some of the things that led to the riots. Um, our opinions on such. Yeah. And I want to turn the tables, and I actually want to interview, and Chandler, uh, Chandler, and I, I should say, yeah, together, want to interview Spencer and Josh. We want to talk to you guys because you guys have sociology backgrounds, and I have a different background in political science and a different background covering these kind of events as a as a lifelong member of the media, and um, with a talk show background. I think we have a unique ability here that we can kind of shed some light on some things. People that hopefully they'll find interesting. I I think we also kind of have a responsibility to talk about something <clears throat> like this. This is huge. Well, in the you company. would. You're a sociologist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I think you're right. I do think I, I do think that you know we want to have as much fun as we can possibly have on the show, and I, yeah. I think we do have a lot of fun. But this show, Radio Ronan, is about everyone's lives. Yeah. We want Radio Ronan to be a mirror of everyone's lives mm-hmm. and us talking uh, talking through that mirror, right? Yeah. We just reflect everything that's going on in the world. And sometimes it's pretty ugly. You know, sometimes yeah. it's it's not just Star Wars and fun and football and Disneyland and that sort of stuff. Sometimes it's actually pretty heavy shit. And so that's what we want to talk about today. And we want to do it in a way that is, um, I hope, very insightful and very educational and hopefully brings to light some things that people may not have thought about uh, the political views of the four of us are all across the spectrum. So yeah, which know. I think I think no one like we don't really talk about that. We, right. we try and stay away from politics on this show, and but we're all very. I mean, talking before we did the show today, I'm like, oh, we're all very different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chung is a straight up bourgeoisie. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, the uh, the the political opinions they differ based on the issues at hand. Mm-hmm. So you have yeah. some that lean more liberal. You have some that lean more conservative. You have some that are that are fairly agnostic, uh, and and I think that's actually going to be very helpful for this discussion. I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to try very very hard not to go down a bunch of different rabbit holes. I want to talk primarily today about the 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 police officer Derek. Um, what's his face? The turd. 
Derek the douche. I think that's all you have to really say. Yeah. I think that's um, honestly the best way to approach it is let's not give him the dignity. That's no, a good point. And, and yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's really interesting because, like I said, uh, Spencer was very close to becoming a, a police officer. I was very close to becoming a police officer. My family, they're all police officers. Yeah. Uncles and grandpas and... and uh, my uncle shot twice in the line of duty. I don't know that he mm-hmm. would even want me talking about that as a, an undercover narcotics officer. Um, my grandpa was the head of the highway patrol for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The number one guy in the Utah Highway Patrol. Well, and even after I switched careers, I ended up working for the police academy at Salt Lake Community College for a long, long time. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't yeah. even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. no, that's true. I forgot that you did that. Uh, to this day, I have one of my grandpa's, he's no longer with us, uh, one of my grandpa's badges and one of his patches off of his uniform. Hmm. Very, very prized possession, as I'm sure each of you can imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, You won't find anyone who loves cops more than me. Uh, That's very true. Uh, Except maybe my brother, who also loves cops as much as I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Just an absolute reverence for them. Uh, I have a lot of friends, one of one of which, uh, one of my best friends in the world who uh, played Molly Norman at the end. That was her her stage name was Molly Norman. Yeah, uh, was our midday host, and uh, basically a surrogate aunt to Chandler when Chandler <laughs> was honestly young. yeah. <laughs> she is a police officer uh, outside of radio, which is so cool. So huh, I have a lot that. of friends yeah. that are cops. Well- and you played one on TV. And and yeah. <laughs> thank you, Spencer. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, that seems to be the only role I can actually get booked as as a cop, uh, which is which there are worse things. At least I'm not always booked as a drug dealer. Right. There you go. Right. Yeah. Although you go. it would be fun every once in a while to get that part. Uh, so the, the, the reason I bring this up is because um, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone uh, listening to this show that. Uh, that we're not defending this cop in any way. No. Right? Oh no, 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 no. no. I, there, there's uh, that was stone cold murder. Um, yeah. You know, I, in past things, like even the L.A. riots, which was the first major story I covered as a rookie DJ, was, were the L.A. riots really? and, the, and the Rodney King thing. That's yeah. a rougher story to. to Ooh, yeah. Oh wow. Heavy, as a cub DJ. Heavy as a cub DJ. That was that Gosh. was a big one to 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 handle. Um, but what? All of these events that have happened, I would say to me personally, as they played out from the LA riots and the Rodney King verdict to OJ to all of these different things mm-hmm. where race is a factor uh, and the police are a factor, is um, there are always two sides to every story, except this one. Yeah, I really yeah. don't think there is a second no. side to this story. No, uh, I rarely, with all the shit I've seen working in media my entire adult life, um, I, 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 it made me sick to well, watch look, that video. Look at look at the amount of evidence that they have just <clears throat> from from the body cam from uh, on the, the on-site. video on site mm-hmm. videos and yeah. and everybody yelling at the cop. Yeah. Well, there's there's a particular part of it where he has his knee on the uh, on the the guy that was accused of committing a crime. Which, by the way, the crime was someone at a store that this guy was at thought that he may have passed a $20 bill and that there was some sort of forgery issue in his past. So because he had a forgery issue in his past and they thought that he may have passed a counterfeit $20 bill, 
that was enough of a reason to do what they did to him. Wow. Um, Insane. Are you kidding me? When I see that cop with his hands in his pockets looking around like he's standing on a street corner while grinding his knee into the guy's neck and rubbing his face against the concrete, nothing, I'm so desensitized, nothing makes me sick. Mm -hmm. That made me sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just the just the cavalier, callous, just absolutely desensitized way in which this man went about killing somebody uh, who was unarmed and, and utterly, beca- by way of handcuff, uh, completely defenseless. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy should be tried for murder. I Not only him, I do think the people that, you know, the law is the law and the law states that anyone that witnesses a felony and either A, does not act to aid in the prevention of that felony or if unsafe fails to report that felony is committing a felony themselves yeah now obviously if you're watching the commission of a felony you can't jump in and stop it uh or try to stop it because you may end up being killed yourself Mm -hmm. but if you then refuse to report that felony or inhibit the investigation of such you're committing a felony yourself well, there's, so and there's, these, there's just the three other cops just standing there watching. That's what I'm talking about. Not doing a single the, thing exactly. about it. All of and these cops are witnessing a felony. They did nothing. They should all be charged. Yeah, I agree. Every single one the, of them should be charged. The nonchalantness of of those other cops really... It's disgusting. It disgusts me. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, really it's absolutely disgusting. Me. And this is a, this is a you know, the, my cop friends are all absolutely sick about this. As they should be. As they should be. You know, the reputation that that uh, the battering that the law enforcement reputation has taken all the way back to Ferguson and even before going all the way back to Rodney King, you could argue, mm-hmm. or even before to 1968. I mean, it goes all the it goes all the way back. Right. Uh, it, it's just it's so frustrating as a cop to watch this and go, well, here we go again. You know, this well, has nothing to do with me. I would never do anything like that. But now this is going to be pinned on me. Guilt by association. In addition to that, with the the advent of social media, which is a huge factor in things like this blowing up, yeah, you have protesters, professional protesters, that try to bait cops into doing something just to start an outrage. You had yeah. situations mm-hmm. like this in Idaho during the lockdown, yep. and what makes me so mad about those situations is those undermine legitimate issues like the one we're seeing right now. Well, yeah, and we're, we're, we're going to get to that. And I'm glad that you brought that up because what it does is it leads us from the, the actual crime itself to the reaction of the crime itself. Mm-hmm. You have people all across the United States, all across the world that are condemning this. Mm-hmm. This guy's wife filed for divorce. Yeah. Yeah. said, this is, ab- you know, I married a murderer. Yeah. Uh, I'm out of here. See you later. I, I, I don't want any part of this. Correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. I think he has 12 other police, uh, like... Yeah. abuse charges against him he has 12 complaints for ex- use of excessive force or for um, pro police brutality or something along brutality, the lines of that yeah, yeah. basically See, is what it is and and, and that's what kind of gets me there is especially in that situation when you see the other cops that yep. are around there yep you have to wonder like is this reputation of him on that force where they just kind of like he's a loose cannon so just let him well, do you, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's an argument to be yeah. made that they're all just standing around. There's an argument to be made that that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that are just absolutely outraged by this, justifiably so. Exactly. But you you also have the president of the United States coming out and saying, I'm outraged by this. You have the mayor and governor of 
you know, you have the mayor of Minnesota, or yeah, and then you have the the or excuse me, the governor of Minnesota and the mayor of Minneapolis all coming out and saying, "I'm outraged by this." Mm-hmm. You have the district attorneys and the U.S. attorneys coming out in in Minnesota saying, "I'm outraged by this." You have all of these people coming out and siding with the people that are so angry, saying, "I am with you." We are doing an investigation. The law is the law. We need to do an investigation. I promise you it's going to be thorough. And I promise you we're going to explain everything. Okay. You should let that process play out. We're a nation of laws. We're a nation of rules. We're a nation of structure for a reason. You need to let that play out. That doesn't mean that you can't go protest. Go protest. Mm-hmm. Go make your voice heard. There's mm-hmm. a, you, you know, <coughs> excuse me, monster. It's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. I, am I, got, I, got, I, can't, I don't know if I can drink those monsters before I start doing the show. Oh, that's why I switched. Because like, they like coat my throat. Oh, weird you get I'm trying to, yeah, I need to get get too phlegmy. <laughs> yeah, so, that's why why I switched. Oh yeah, you did. Oh switch. yeah, I, I think I'm like, I, my first time ever drinking a monster before the show. Mm-hmm. Bad move. <laughs> so anyway, I apologize. So it, you know, back to my point. The fact is, is that you you don't really have a lot of. It's not like the other cases. Where there are two sides to the story. I remember Ferguson, that the kid that uh, you know, the hands up, don't shoot kid. He uh, had just robbed a convenience store. You know, there mm-hmm. there were there were some there was some gray area, and there was some decision making that had to be made. You know, he was a violent person and and had had violent arrests on his record prior. Uh, there were different was was the shooting in Ferguson excessive, perhaps. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's an argument to be made that it was. But there were a lot of back and forth. There is no back and forth with this. And you universally across the board, you have everybody coming out and saying, yeah, this is absolutely disgusting. This guy has been charged with murder. The president of the United States is saying, look, this is not okay. We are going to pursue this to the nth degree. Go have a peaceful protest. Make your displeasure heard. Yeah. You won't find as much of a, of a supporter of cops I am. Uh, public communication is what I do for a living. Go mass. Go make your voice heard. Mm-hmm. It, it is a, a, a it is the fiber of America to go do that, and I support it completely. It's your right. You're, yeah. you're able to. I, mean, I support know. it. I may not agree with it a, a lot of the time, but I'm definitely someone that supports it. Okay, uh, you cross that line, you are no better than the cop that did that. You cross that line and you start hurting people or you start burning buildings. No, you may not have killed somebody, but in my mind, you're no better than the cop. Once you do that. And this goes to Spencer's point. This era that we live in is really, really horrible, really toxic for activist groups that enrage people or are either enraging and inflaming certain political bases or they're professional protesters and they don't actually live in the community and they're just protesting for the sake of protesting. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of that watching the riots. Yeah. Tons. Well, tons I mean, the, the news reporters would go up and interview them like, hey, so, you know, trying to have them explain their side. They had nothing to say. They would just sit there and scream at the reporters, steal their microphone, yell a bunch of random things. But it, it was they didn't really know why they were actually protesting. Now, there. this is where I think the sociology kind of comes into this. Yep. And this is kind of where I want to put a line in the sand and say, violent protests are not okay. Riots are not okay. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of the why we get to. This is where I'm going. 
Yep. This is what I want to interview you guys about, both of you guys, the sociology people. Okay, so um, let me ask you the questions, and we'll yep. have you field them so that we can prevent. This is such a broad ranging issue. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't I don't want to get holes. too into the weeds. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, which we could very, very easily could go in many directions. So, so that you know, okay, we're we're going to be talking about a variety of different things. We're also going to be talking about the impact on innocent people on freeways and the impact of shop owners and mm -hmm. store owners and what are their rights. We're, we're going to try and talk about rights all the way down the line here. So I want to be able to interview you guys and I want to kind of go down it line by line. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. That sounds so, great. So um, first of all, the protests themselves. Where did, where did we turn the corner on this? First of all, because it didn't used to be this way. You know, you didn't, you, I mean, you had Kent State and you had the Watts riots and you had the Chicago riots. Riots happen in the United States as a result of protests. It's nothing new, but it seems to be much more frequent now. Why? So what, what you need to dig into is it's a theory to explain large societal behavior called conflict theory. Okay. Um, a big, like just attach a name to who listeners can go look up is Max Weber, W-E-B-E-R. W -E -B -E -R. Okay. And the crux of the theory is you have people who have power, whether that's political, economic, social, they have this power and they use that power to oppress an, another group of people, Okay. whether that's hmm. an economic class. So you see this in 2016 with the wealthy versus the middle America. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a big change through electing who we currently have as president. Right. With this, you're seeing people in power, police officers or those with more economic power than the African-American community using that power. And they feel that they're being very, very oppressed by that. So conflict but theory. Why, why do they feel like they're being, are they actually being oppressed? So, and I think that's a fair question because you hear it, you hear the volume. Mm -hmm. Okay. You hear the volume. Are they actually being oppressed? If you take a look at what happened with this cat, absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah. There, yeah there's yeah. no question. And that is perhaps a snapshot into a much bigger problem. So, and, and I, I can get into that, but just to finish explaining what conflict theory is, is when there's going to be a change, the only way to make that change last is through a quick and violent change, a revolution. Okay. Hmm. Okay. You say that's the only way? According to this theory. Okay. Uh, with sociology. Not according yeah. to you, but according no. to, to the, this, theory. This, the, the theory of this individual. So with sociology, you have a lot of different theories that you can use and apply in different situations mm -hmm. because you have to look at the nation or groups of people in a micro or a one-on-one -on -one small group setting. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Or a macro, which is a large group or a nation at a, as a whole. Okay. So this is one that is applied on a macro scale or a large mm -hmm. scale. Mm -hmm. So the reason as to why they feel they're being oppressed is you you can, we'll go back to 2008. This might be when some of our listeners might be able to remember a little bit better. This was the, the 2008 Miami Heat. Yeah. Oh, protesting yeah. with their hoods up. Trayvon. Oh, Trayvon. Trayvon. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, Trayvon Martin. Why, yes. do, why do you call it the Miami Heat? Because they came out like LeBron James, uh, Chris. This is actually 2010. 2010. Sorry, uh, Chris Bosh, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron came out and in protest because Trayvon happened in Florida and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they all came out with with their the hoods up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind mm -hmm. of because that's what you know how Trayvon yeah. was uh, was dressed that night. He was seen right. as suspicious because he was wearing a hoodie and eating Skittles. Okay. Yeah. Um, huh. So with, you think you that, think it started back then? So in, that's in when it started. So they have this protest and they got a lot of backlash because they were bringing politics into sports. 
We saw this again with Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. While I personally don't think Colin Kaepernick actually cared about the issue, he was just trying to save his job as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, you think it was uh, parlor tricks. I think for for him, yes. But he did start a movement of people kneeling in a peaceful protest to say, hey, look, we feel like we're being treated unfairly in the criminal justice system. Yeah. And there is an argument if you want to dig into that to be made. I, one thing I want to make very clear here is we're not taking a position. We're, no. We're, this is, I want to approach at least this segment uh, very agnostically, very yeah, journalistically, yeah, yeah. where Spencer is simply talking about events that, you know, a chain yes. of events without taking a position either way. Yeah. And that's why I said so, it, it could be made. I'm not going to make it or, <laughs> or anything. Uh-huh. Right. But at the same time, they start this this peaceful protest of just kneeling to say, hey, we're upset. We are feeling this way. And how were they treated? Uh-huh. They were told, you can't protest this way. Get your politics out of sports. So that spurs the Black Lives Matter movement. Well, Black are, Lives Matter was was not just part of that. It wasn't were, just part of that. Right, there was right. a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Hands lot up, more don't that. shoot. Yeah. But there was a lot of more. I think these Ferguson more, was probably a bigger catalyst to that. Than it that. was yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit more. Yeah. But you have these other peaceful protests, and they're being told, you can't do this protest, or this is un-American. You're unpatriotic. Yeah. So now, because of all those tensions being built up, this is where that conflict theory comes into play. They now feel they have no other recourse except a violent revolution. Can I can I offer some personal opinion here? Yeah, that, yeah, that'll, yeah that'll, I think that'd be great. It'll actually be very controversial, it, but it is something that uh, that I I actually do believe. As controversial as it is, and as much heat as I'm going to get for this, I really do think this is the case. Uh, and this is less about journalism and more about my personal opinion. And so I want to separate those two lines from what Spencer was talking about. I think when you have the theory that Spencer was talking about, and through this theory, the only way to to, uh, to have this sort of change is through violence and through war, essentially. Uh, I also think that there is a problem with activism in the United States. It's no longer what it was. And this is not just on the far left. It's also on the far right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You have activism okay. that exists on both uh, spectrums, both polar ends of the political spectrum. In this particular case, you have you have racial activists. And I'm just going to say it. I think one of the worst things that could happen to these activists, these organizers of these, what are basically companies... Mm-hmm. You know, they, they call themselves nonprofits, but they really what they are is they're surviving off of the donations of the people and they're making a lot of money. The worst thing that could happen to these activist organizations is equality. That would be the worst thing that could possibly happen to a guy like Jesse Jackson, to a guy like Al Sharpton. Oh, gosh. No, to the Black Lives Matter movement. Equality is the worst thing that could happen to them because then they're irrelevant. They go away. No one pays attention to them anymore. Yeah. You're black. Nobody cares that you're black because you're equal. Nobody cares about the atrocities of the past. I mean, they care, but they're no longer focusing on it. They're focusing on you as an individual and your abilities as a professional or your abilities as a father or your abilities as a son. That's that's equality, okay? I think if that were to happen, none of these activist groups would exist anymore and would become irrelevant and when you have yeah. equality, you have apathy. With equality comes apathy. I don't want to celebrate somebody because they're black. I don't want to celebrate somebody because they're white. I want to celebrate somebody because they're a good person. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Regardless of the color of their skin. 
Uh, I don't want to feel like I have to walk around on eggshells because I'm a middle-aged white guy. Uh, I know a lot of really stupid, very underprivileged, uh, very unproductive white people. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they're white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because their families have broken down. It's because they made a bunch of bad life choices. It's because they chose a path or were sent down a path and failed to correct it. And now they're in the position that they're in. That's not simply a black problem. Yeah, and I think that's no. across the racial spectrum. I think you're hitting okay. on something very important to keep in mind is if anybody ever says that these issues are very simple or it's easy to fix, exactly. They don't understand the issue because there's so many nuances. You brought in the fact it goes that goes generation families, oh, yeah. your family, your economic status. Um, another thing is you, you you brought up these commentators who make a living off of inciting tensions. This can also be explained through that same theory, that conflict theory that I was talking about. This is somebody that has social and economic power. They're making tons of money off of this. Yeah. And they have lots of people listening to them. They have a reason to incite this. Mm -hmm. So they want to do whatever they can to keep their elevated status. And they're going to try and push anybody underneath them to stay underneath them and stay up through this power that they have economically, socially, and their influence. So there's a, there's a CNN commentator who I've never agreed with ever in my life named Van Jones, very far left. Mm-hmm. Van okay. Jones. For sports people, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's a, uh, Van Jones is a very far left guy. He make no, he makes no bones about it. He's a far left journalist. And I simply just don't agree with him at all. However, he did say something that I found to be very profound and very powerful. And I absolutely agreed with it. And he was talking about how there are people who are much worse for the black community than the KKK or a skinhead movement or any sort of racially based uh, hate group. Okay. And those are the far left politicians who will pander to those causes and incite the outrage and incite the frustration and the anger. Yet the first time he, he referred to these people as the Hillary Clinton supporters, the liberal Hillary Clinton supporters is what he referred to them as. And basically what he was talking about is you have an affluent, well-to-do white individual who is involving themselves in racial issues and, and social justice issues. Yet the first time they come across a black person that they disagree with, what do you think they're gonna do? They're immediately gonna go to race. This is what Van oh, yeah. Jones said. Wow. They're so he's an ultra liberal guy. He's saying this. He's an ultra liberal guy. And he said that basically what a lot of these people are, these far left uh, Hillary Clinton type people. These are his words, not mine. Keep in mind. Yeah. This is what Van Jones said, who, by the way, is African-American and a very liberal and is on CNN. He said those people are basically wolves in sheep's clothing. And the minute they don't get their way or their power structure is threatened, as you said, Spencer. Exactly. They'll immediately they'll immediately attack that person based on their race because it's so deep seated and so deep rooted. I think there may be some truth to that. Yeah. You know, I, I think I do a very good job of this. You know, we, we make jokes about the Asian guy at the fashion show mall in Vegas when he wasn't speaking English and then sneezed really, really hard on Chandler right right in front of us as the coronavirus thing was happening. I screamed, I really did do this. Run! And, (laughs) and, uh, And we all ran out of the way because he was an Asian guy and was sneezing and that's where... You know, mm-hmm. so there are instances, even even if for people that are very sensitive to this and do very, very well to treat everyone equal, 
it does happen. I, you know, I don't want to insinuate that I, it doesn't happen to every single one of us. No. Black people against white people, mm-hmm. Mexican people, Hispanics, uh, Brazilian people, where, whatever, Polynesian people, it happens. Okay. But the thing is, is that you, when you have these people that carry the mantle and say that they're not this way, there's an allegation that they would immediately become that way when they don't get what they Well, want. and the interesting thing is, is we like to pretend as America that we're way past all these issues. But the truth is, it's very much lurking. It's a scar that's recently healed that's under the surface and can still be broken open as we're seeing right now. My, my mm-hmm. argument is, is that I think it could heal if you didn't have these activists constantly reopening it. And that that's what I'm saying is, is I think it would go away. Under the surface and there's people that keep scratching at it and bringing it up. It's going to take a long, long time to heal. In fact, I don't want to get too conspiracy theory into the weeds or anything like that. But there is a book written by a former KGB agent called Geopolitical Influences in the World with the purpose of restoring Russia. The the Soviet Union. Yeah, the Soviet Mm, Union as the premier world power. Mm -hmm. And two of the biggest points. The Soviet Union was never the premier world power. That's (laughs) <laughs> True. Okay. I mean, let's since we're being you know very accurate, they want here, to restore to the former glory and then to, some. to their own former glory. Yes. Yeah. But two of the big points that they wanted to bring out in the book in order for them to succeed in this mission is one, to divide the UK, separate the UK from Europe, which is happening. It's which happening. has happened. Yeah. Has happened. Yeah. Somewhat. Not to the degree True. that he's probably saying. Not to that sound. degree. The other is to divide America along political lines based on race. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Well, which, so, which we're seeing a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you brought up a, a great point um, in, in how complex everything is. You know, in, in today's uh, political climate, I, we try to oversimplify things. And um, I think that's what I'm seeing a lot of, especially on social media. I mean, that's where a lot of my background is, uh-huh. is people come up with these, these very simple solutions to complex issues. Yeah. And, and that's where we're just seeing this divide between, mm-hmm. between here's, here's the my left question and the right. For you. Here's mm-hmm. my question for you. We're talking to Spencer a lot about this. This is my question for you as a sociologist. Um, I think in my life experience has taught me that sometimes very complex issues very deep-rooted, multi-tiered, complex problems can be solved very simply. They can. And it's usually just a lowering of the guard and an agreement on all party sides, look, we're, we're just going to try harder. We're just going to try harder. I, I don't see that happening here. I don't see the effort here. I do see it in this particular instance, okay, in, in this the Minneapolis instance. I am seeing it. You're seeing the president of the United States. You're seeing elected officials. You're seeing cops. I saw this in Atlanta last night watching the riots where the rioters are all standing. They've got a street closed down and you've got cops and SWAT teams right across and they're slowly coming together. And I'm like, oh hell, here we go. They're inching closer together. The cops aren't moving. The protesters are getting progressively closer and closer and closer. And then the cops did something remarkable. They just started talking to him. They wow. just said, let me hear it. Tell me, tell me about it. I want to know more. Wow. Understand, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm just here to keep the peace and keep things from getting out of hand. Tell me what's on your mind. I want to learn. The next thing you know, they all started talking and mingling with each other. And then everyone left. 
Wow. This Everyone is last just, night? This is last. I watched it on the news. Wow. Wow. Everyone went. These people were giving giving the cops the finger. They, you know, they were holding their fists up in the air. They had these very menacing stances, and they were pacing back and forth like they were some sort of a caged tiger. And it was very tense. And all it took were a couple of cops to say, "Hey, man, let me let me hear about it." Yeah, tell yeah, me what you're angry about. That's and do it in a way where you're not screaming in my face. I want to learn from you. I think that's what Josh and, is trying to get at. Is we needed the first step. Because there's a lot of other mitigating factors that go into an issue. Oh, yeah. Economics, family situation, the demographics, all of that. But the first step is the easy one. And that is putting aside the fact that somebody's right and somebody's wrong. And this is a win or lose situation. Listen, Mm -hmm. listen to understand. Don't listen to respond. Yes. Yep. Uh, see, I love that. Amen. That's, yeah, a, very, amen. that's yeah. a very simple solution, Josh. That is a very simple no. solution to a very complex problem. Yeah, exactly. No, just just stepping back and listening. It, it's amazing. I mean, well, it, it 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 can and it does work in these big complex situations. Yeah. Yeah. It even down to just you know interpersonal communication between yeah. between there people and groups. And, yeah, and and, and one thing I wanted to hit on with social media too, and I think this has had a huge problem with what's going on is you have these people who. They have their idea of a situation and they hop on Facebook, they hop on Twitter, they spew all of their garbage about it, and then they go back to their normal life. Well, so as soon, the, as, it's, it's as, soon as the app closes, they're not doing anything else to change anything about you it. You know there's a word for that, right? Oh, is there really? There is. It's called slacktivism. Okay. Oh, where gosh. you go on. What is, I've, I've never heard of this. I haven't this. heard of this. It, yeah. It's lazy activism. It's where you get on social media, you make this virtue signaling post or this morally superior post about how great you are. And how, how wrong everyone else is. Exactly. Yeah. And then you shut your app down and you don't do anything and the about it. Leaves your head. Well, well, can I be honest? We see that a lot with our listeners. Oh yeah, oh. I have friends, listeners, and we everyone. See, yeah. We see it a lot all over the place. Yeah. Um, one thing that I I actually try really really hard to do is walk the walk. If you see me post something mm-hmm. on social media, I'm I'm doing something about it oh. before it gets posted on social mm-hmm. media. I agree with you, and you know. Um, to be completely honest, I think I'm guilty of this sometimes too. I think we all are. Well, I think we, yeah. we all could be to a certain extent. And and in the early days of social media, when I was basically forced to, I I yeah. was very late to the party. And the only reason I'm on social media to this day is because when the end went away the first time, when I came back to the end, they my handlers, my superiors. Uh, at the corporation that that owned the end said, look, you know, we know that you don't like social media. We know that you don't want to have any part of it. But if you're coming back on the radio station, you you have to. It's something that you're going to have to do. It will be in your contract. And I said, okay, fine. You know, I'll do it because I hate it that badly. I don't like social media. I've tried to learn how to do it the right way. Uh, but there have been many times where I've been pissed off about something and I immediately go there to make my voice heard. And then my world, uh, I don't really do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah in the yeah. early days, that was very much the case. That's not the case anymore. I'm much more tempered. And if you see a flare up on my end on social media, it's because I've already been doing things mm-hmm. uh, before social media. Uh, I, we, we, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about social media uh, today on a couple of different levels because there's we're going to talk about something you're going to laugh at, but it's it, it's getting almost as much press, at least on Twitter, 
uh, as the whole Donald Trump controversy on Twitter and the riots themselves. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But one thing I do want to talk about real quick before we get to the social media, it kind of ties in with social media and, and it's just the constant reporting. I mean, I saw these, these tweets on, um, during the riots last night as I was watching this. It's Saturday morning, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So yes. the Friday riots, the really bad ones. I don't know what's happening on Saturday night. It may get even worse by the time this show airs. Yeah, we have no idea. No clue, but it was pretty bad uh, last night as far as Saturday morning is concerned. And uh, I'm watching the tweets and people were tweeting that, that, that protesters had breached the White House. They were saying that people were on the White House lawn and that snipers were getting ready to engage on the White House roof. The amount of inaccurate or full-blown fake news with the intent of race baiting was obscene. It, and in my opinion, criminal. It's one yeah. reason why I hate Twitter. Well, and, and let's explain what actually happened at the White House. Because that, that didn't happen. They didn't get on the lawn. No, These in protesters. fact, they, they got kind of close they, to the fence. They can, they knocked over a bicycle barrier, and that's really about it. That's and, it. They, and a that's couple it. of Secret Service guys that's got hurt kind. with bricks and bottles. Oh, Yeah, they, they didn't so make there, it there on was the lawn. Some, there was some violence. Um, the Secret Service, I mean, nobody's getting, nobody's getting that close. If mm -hmm. you want to protest, They're not do it peacefully. Yeah. Keep the law... Keep the law of the law. Mm -hmm. Follow the letter of the law. Protest. Do everything that you feel that you need to do. Do your civic duty, but do not cross that line. Because the last from, thing we need is more people getting hurt in a shitty situation like this. From the other side of things, though, I, I do want to add the caveat. When people protest, acknowledge their protest. If they're that upset that they're doing something, they might have a point. They might have a reason. So do your research. Look exactly. into Don't it. Don't just dismiss it. Yeah. Don't just dismiss it. You I, might that's, disagree. I think that's I think that's actually one of the most valuable things that we can say in this episode, mm -hmm. which is uh let them. Yes. Yeah. Let them support it. Even if you don't agree with it, let them protest. Because I think what may happen if if people know that they can go let their voice be heard and that they're at least going to be tolerated, if not listened to, you're not going to have a lot of this other stuff. Well, mm -hmm. I and hope. That may be naive of me to say. The big thing for me to say is not just let them. But if they feel strongly enough about this issue to go out and protest, look into it. At least look into it. Yeah. See, and, and, and that beyond was really... the headline of an article. <clears throat> there I, you go. And I think that's what really kind of led me to to study sociology because I I emphasize I, I love learning about cultures. I love uh, I love the history behind a lot of that. There's a a book that I read called uh, A Different Mirror. And it basically goes around the history of how a lot of these minority groups came to America yeah. mm. and, and the struggle that they've gone through. And it gives this historical context to some of the issues that we're still dealing with. Wow. Mm. You know, and, and, and we are still dealing with a lot of those. This, yeah. this anger that, that is being displayed, that is real anger. And I, and I hope that, you know, that we talk about this and, and, and a plea for... You can, you can make an argument as to how yeah. misguided that particular anger is. There were yeah. a lot of people who didn't you even can. know what they were protesting for last night on the news. I, I'm, I have no doubt. I mm -hmm. have no doubt. You know, there's kind of this mob mentality of, you know, you, yep. you join. But that anger and that frustration for for what is perceived as, as people not hearing and listening to those real issues... Mm -hmm. It's very real, and and I and I hope that no, you know, people who are listening to this don't. Uh, it, it, I hope they don't ignore that. That's you know, we're saying just it, it's fine, it's fine, move on. You no, know, we're past. no, we're no, we're not because yeah. it's not, it's not fine, yeah. and this is not okay. Yep. The murder is not okay. So, um, 
you know, again, it's a bit of a rabbit hole thing, but Josh just said something very important there, and that is uh, the murder is not okay. And right now, at least today, no one's talking about that. No. They're talking about the riots. And and these That's people are point, not helping yeah. their cause at all by doing this. That's why I'm highly I'm highly suspect of these protesters that are doing this. I don't think it really even has that much to do with the murder to begin with. I think these are largely anarchists and professional protesters that are causing the bulk of the damage. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. It's just an observation on my part that I don't think that I, I think that most of the violence and most of the looting and the burning is actually coming from people that aren't the the community members that are actually protesting. No. Well, I have a hard time believing they destroy their own community. And a lot of this, the thing is, a lot of this is really hard to suss out and figure out what's the truth and what's not because the slacktivism. People mm -hmm. find it so much easier just to hit the share or retweet button than to actually read an article. There's so much, and I, I hate to use this word because it's so toxic now, but there's so much fake news out there yep. that is legitimately hypersensationalized or summed up in one headline Oh yeah, that does well, not capture goes, the actual it truth. It goes right back around to Chandler's point, which which led us down the, uh, the sheepdog path. Yeah. But, but the truth is, is that a lot of what you're seeing on social media, uh, we could talk about the Donald Trump Twitter thing. Um, I've had a bunch of people ask me about that. Yeah. I want to move on to some other things, but I will quickly say this. Uh, I I hate Twitter. My biggest following is on Twitter. Um, Same with me. Well, I, I, yeah. actually, no, it's actually on Facebook because I have a couple of different Facebook pages. And by the way, some people, you need to understand, Facebook has actually, there's a problem with my fan page. Again, surprise, surprise. <laughs> we, we say critical things about Facebook, and it's an amazing thing what happens. Um, <laughs> so I do have my other page, the James Chunga page, which is working fine. But the Jimmy Chunga page is I can't I actually can't access it. They've like completely locked it's, you out. They've shut off every picture. Uh, I can get there, but they're like we have encountered a problem with this page. That's good to know because you've been sharing some gone. really weird things from there lately. <laughs> um, so I haven't been using it. I haven't been promoting anything on it. I've had to do everything from the James Chunga page. So this is what I would I would ask everyone to do. Uh, aside from the discussion here, go follow me on Instagram and go follow me on, or just follow the Ronan group on Reddit because mm -hmm. Facebook is having a ton of problems and Twitter is, is a place that I'll it's go cesspool. to talk to our circle of people, no. but it's an absolute wasteland. I never, I never go to, to the trending page because it's just, it, it, it's just garbage. Yeah. Well, it's full of fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the only worst place in Twitter's trending page is the comment section of your local newspaper. Oh, man. <laughs> There's not a day that goes by that I'm that I'm legitimately where my mind isn't boggled at how insanely stupid people are. Oh, it, it's crazy. I'll text and, and they're they're without any information at all, spouting off all kinds of stuff about things that they have absolutely no understanding of, and it's apparent even in one sentence that they oh. don't really know what to talk. Mm -hmm. about. I text Josh all the time, and I'm like, Josh, I made a mistake today. I went to the KSL comment section. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. and, and they, I'm not talking about right or left. I'm talking about everybody. Everyone. Everybody. Yeah. So uh, can we can we talk about this again? I'm not going to get into the whole Donald Trump attacking social media. Number one, uh, I think he may have to. I, I I really do. I think he may have to. You know, the the broadcast community has the FCC. Uh, there are libel laws. There are different laws that are in place that do not exist for social media. I think social yeah. media has reached a point of prominence where yeah. where that kind of thing may be required to a certain extent. And this may be the unintentional consequence because we all know I work on the internet. Yep. Mm. And As social media Actually. Yeah. Social media rides the line between a public forum so they enjoy all the benefits of and a, a public private, forum and a private business. And a private business. They're like the bicyclists of the internet. 
<laughs> That's yeah. actually a great point. Yeah, they they, uh, yeah. they can't get they can't they can't have both worlds. Mm-mm. You know, you can't allow people to go on Twitter and say that protesters have breached the White House and snipers are ready to shoot them, and not fact check that. Yeah, well, you can't just, have Chinese propaganda it's and, like, and not fact check that. Yeah, you can't have Donald Trump saying something and fact check everything he says just because the person in charge of that particular area of Twitter is a communist. I mean, a full-blown lunatic. This guy, go read his tweets. His name is, uh, oh man, I can't remember his name. We'll put it in the show notes. This guy's insane. Mm-hmm. Who's in charge of this at Twitter? Absolutely he's the uh, He's the lead moderator, I believe, is his title or he's something like that. He's out of his mind, yeah. this well, guy. You know, and th- there's that so, issue for sure with social media and, you know, with, with my degree as well. I mean, you look at the ma- you look at mass communication. You look at social media. Social media is still a teenager, and us Americans, point, yeah. we don't know what the hell we're doing with it. A lot I don't of even the know times. that I call it a teenager yet. Yeah. Oh, it's very preteen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a tween. A tween. There you go. Yeah, yeah. it could be a tween. Yeah. No, that's actually a very good point, Josh. Uh, but when you're talking about the fake news and the bad reporting that uh-huh. people just take as gospel, there's there's actually something that's getting as much press as as the Donald Trump fight. Oh my God. And the riots. Yeah, on Twitter, on Twitter. Do you know like, what I'm talking about? News, yeah. That's the fast food thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that the one that Josh shared? Yes. Yeah. That That's I immediately bogus. Said, Josh shared it with me and I'm like, so that you guys know, we have a guy who's worked in media his entire life, Chandler who's worked in it for about 10 years, yep. 10, 12 years, and you have Josh and Spencer, though they are degreed sociologists, are actually very new to media. Mm-hmm. And so I'm catching things that they're sending for the sake of the show. They don't know because they're learning, right? We're just they're trying mean, to throw whatever we can. They're yeah, rookies. Well, yeah, no, was, they're rookies. Well, and uh, there is a, it is at least once a week that I'm saying, guys, this is fake news. This isn't real. We can't do yeah. this. We can't run with this. Yeah. And this is one of those stories where I said, this is totally fake. This isn't real. No, no. And, and to be honest, and and to be fair, I, I was pretty sure that this was fake news. That's one of the reasons why I sent it. Right. Yeah, because oh, that's easy to say now, Josh. Yeah. In hindsight, you know. Uh, but no, this this came from Twitter. It's uh, The handle is Today in Sports 3. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it has the, maybe about handle, five thousand. Handles the Twitter account. Yes. For that's the handle. Has like, yeah, but it only has like a thousand followers. Exactly. Yeah. Not that many. Where did whatever. you pick it up from, though? <clears throat> I, I picked it up from Twitter. I saw. I, I saw it was trending, and I okay. said, "Oh, that's interesting." And I started looking at the list because it's you know we, we've done a few of these things on on Ron, and that's one of the reasons why I brought it up. But it was it was each state's favorite fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. and Utah was Mod Pizza. Not true. Fake news. No, 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 no. But it is, see, it is fake that's news. That's all the way fake. No, There's no, no, no but, way. But there were eleven other states that had mod pizza. This was trendy. <laughs> this mod was trendy. Pizza's been out for like well, six months. They, they're well, like now a new the thing company. Funny. The thing is funny about this is that it's actually creating quite the firestorm on Twitter. People are furious. They're absolutely outraged by this. And I, again, it goes back to look. It doesn't matter if you're talking about the president of the United States or fast food restaurants. If you're going to put something out on Twitter as Twitter, Mm -hmm. if you're going to put it in the trending section, you need to fact check it. You got to fact check it or or not fact check anything. But they they clearly didn't fact check this at all. And and, and what they did is they referenced this coming from Cheddar, which is another hand. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. They've got some wacky stuff. They're okay. It's kind of like BuzzFeed or one of those. But yeah. 
BuzzFeed's, but, I think, a lot more legit than their Shutter, news. But I, I yeah, okay. Yeah. But the way that they presented this, I mean, there could be factors into the, into how Cheddar did this if they did that, mm-hmm. because they this same account also referenced uh, Business Insider about the most popular NFL teams per state, and the Chargers were the number one team in California. Well, that's not true. Not that's so, that's true. so not true. I, listen, I'm a fan of the Chargers. I was until the Raiders went to Vegas. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I like the Chargers, but, but nobody the, else did. But well, then, but there's so. the Niners. There are the Rams. The yeah. Niners just went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You here's, can't tell me that the Chargers number. Here's one. what I think. I think that post was actually sponsored by Mod Pizza. I was gonna go there, and I, mean, yeah. I think they purposely put bad information on there to get it trending. Oh, I'm sure Mod Pizza's like, hey, because we'll, we'll toss you a couple bucks to put our our name on all these states to I, try and build up some hype. Well, besides that, like it's, it's corrupt. Controversial. If, they, if they did do it, if Mod Pizza did this, it's corrupt. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fine. And, and not it, only that, yeah. it's illegal. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If it's controversial, people are going to talk about it. They're going to retweet and yeah, say, no, it should be this. There's laws around false advertising. So, and here's, Can't do it. And here's the thing, too. So, you know, Chick-fil-A had a number of them, right? Yep. Chick-fil-A headquarters, where? Atlanta, Georgia, right? Right. right. The number one place for Georgia, the number one fast food, Mod Pizza. <laughs> Come on. For Georgia? That's almost like Come against on. somebody's religion so Mod right Pizza, there. Mod Pizza had the entire Northwest. They had Utah and Idaho as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Mod, I think there's only like one Mod like in, Idaho. One in Idaho. Yeah, I, there's there's like five in Utah is all. Yeah. There's not that many. There's, there's one in Lee's Pizza. And, there's one, yeah. and they're really um, new, by the way. And they're great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Mod, Mod Pizzas are good, but, you know, I've, I've got like five In-N-Out Burgers right around me, and there's a line constantly. Yeah, I have like Chick-fil-A. 10 Chick-fil-A. Cafe Rio. Cafe Rio, Costa Vida. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's total horseshit. This study, oh, it's, yeah. it's complete crap. And there's, and we catch one of these at least once a week. Oh yeah, no, and it's just, it, but people see this, and and it's oh, yeah. snowballs. It's, yeah. it's, and when people see this, you mean you? It's the gospel <laughs> truth, <laughs> and think it's gospel. Hey, you be nice to him. He's special. <laughs> yes, special Josh. That's what we're gonna start calling you, dude. Oh, Jesus, um, what my special ed teacher called me. Are you serious? No, you're not serious. <laughs> so um, anyway, listen, uh, we uh, it, it does it does. Why don't we just do this? Let's do a chunga poll. Let's find out for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah we'll do yeah, our we've own had a very study. heavy. We've had a very heavy start to the show. Okay. I still hope it was insightful. I hope people on both political spectrums, or, or across the political spectrum, I should say, uh, are are able to recognize. Hey, look, we're having an open discussion that is free from us taking a leaning. I mean, I did a little bit at certain times, uh, but I think there's plenty of blame to go around on both sides well, of the aisle Oh yeah, in the mm-hmm. way society is working. On top of that, we had a civil <laughs> discussion where I know on a couple issues, Chunga and I are complete opposites. Oh, I listen, I that's people. Yeah. I was going to say, all four of us are complete opposites I in our own ways. You know I don't I mean? want to live in a world where everybody agrees. Yeah. How boring is that? Yeah, right. So, most of my best friends are completely opposite of me politically. Yeah. They just are. We just had a really good conversation, and that can be the norm. And that's what happens when you're kind of a moderate. I'm a very um, fiscally uh, and, uh, I guess, um, national security-wise, very conservative. Socially, I'm very liberal, mm-hmm. which is kind of a weird place for a guy like me to be. Here's the thing. You know? I think but, the majority of Americans are that way. Because mm-hmm. you have the, the far right and the far left. That, those majorities, I, I can't think of anyone that like, oh, I'm going to fit I that exactly on that, on that checklist. I think the majority of Americans are that way. And the four of us just sat around and with an open mind, we're like, oh, yeah, you've got a really great point on a topic I had a completely my evil, different opinion on. My evil twin, Angela, is the polar opposite of me politically. And we yeah. talk politics all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. All the time. I, so, did, I, I did. I was a conservative talk show host in Boston. Yeah. The most liberal city in America. No, without question. You think San Francisco or San Jose is more liberal or, you know, somewhere like, oh, I don't know, uh, somewhere in Southern California, L.A. or something like that? No. Boston is by far the most liberal community in the entire nation. And I was a conservative talk show host. Yeah, exactly. So we did very well there. No, I did very well there. Like the Bostonians, they were really cool with you. They had a huge fan base. Yeah, we can all get along politically. So let's talk about something that truly divides people: what their favorite restaurant is. (laughs) That's where I'm going with this. (laughs) We've had a heavy show, so let's 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 uh, have some fun. Let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's get let's get an actual reading on this. What is your favorite fast food place? I think we did this a long time ago. It was years ago. Yeah. So, you know, we've uh, we've got a bunch of new listeners, so let's try this again. What's your favorite fast food? Uh, we, we've done different places, your favorite place to eat, whatever. This has to be fast food. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite fast food place? Oh, this one's going to be tough. And, and let us know, especially outside of Utah, because I, yeah, I want to no, know. It's, like, it's not a Utah mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. No, if you're from Georgia, I'm like, tell we us. We have more Chick-fil-A. people <laughs> listening outside of Utah than in Utah. Yeah, we so, do. That's true. That's um, true. So wherever you may be around the world... Uh, let us know your favorite fast food place. Yes, Spencer. Is this one that is only accessible in your state currently, or can it be one that's outside of the state? No, it's your favorite fast food place, Okay. period. In Done. general. Let's say, for example, you live in Utah, but you went to North Carolina to see family and you ate at Bojangles. And oh, Bojangles yeah. is your favorite place now. That's or all I care about. Your favorite place is right off of... I-15 in Nevada, and it's a Raising Cane's, and they're finally putting one in Utah, and yep. your life has just been made. Yeah, but in West Valley. I know. What West, the hell, man? West Valley's, Why West Valley? It's coming around. Know your market. It's, it's nice. Is it going to be over by the... <laughs> Maybe. Is it going to be over by the Popeyes? I found a Popeyes yesterday at West Valley. Oh, Popeyes Those better Popeyes be Popeyes some of my favorites. Popeyes are all over the place. Uh, yeah. See, I live in Bountiful. We, we don't... You're a little sheltered up there, aren't you, We Josh? are. <laughs> we, we're getting an Olive Garden, guys. Wow. When Raising Cane's comes to Utah, I am taking you all out. Yeah, we're going. No, for I'm, chicken I'm there. I've eaten a Raising Cane's. Oh, it's, it's great. the best. Yeah, Before or after we go to Red Lobster? Probably after. 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 Well, there, it's going to be a while before it's built. But I, I need some biscuits. Uh, for me, my favorite fast food place, no question. Yeah. Without, I mean, there is absolutely no debate about it. In-N-Out in and out Burger. My favorite Whoa, place. Whoa, really? In-N-Out Burger is my favorite place to eat. Monkey huh. style? No, I don't do monkey style no, or animal style or any of that kind burger. of stuff. You can't, no. By the way, monkey style, people question whether or not monkey style is a real thing. It is a real thing. Oh, it is. There yeah. are some kids in Utah that work at the In-N-Out Burger that don't know it. I've actually requested monkey style a couple of times. Monkey style, for people who don't know, is a hamburger that has french fries on it. It's the best. And that's it's, it's monkey really good, style. Yeah. You converted me. Is that yeah, like the monkey style's great. The, like the California burrito. I remember I ordered a California burrito. I had no idea what, what was in it. Like I'm thinking, oh, there's gonna be some avocados, you know, some fresh veggies. No, it was just full of like French fries. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much what it is. That's awesome. So yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, In and Out Burger for me. Really? Meal at mine. It's gonna have to be JCW's, which is a uh, JCW's. Pretty much a, a local place here in Utah. It used to be. It's owned by the same people there. that owned Training Table back in the day. And they have like these great cheese fries, awesome turkey sandwiches, awesome burgers. Um, yeah, hands down my favorite. That place. would be a close second for me. Would it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't even register on Josh, the burger list. See, I I, I love uh In N Out. Like that's that's one of my go-tos whenever, you know, we road trip down to California or, or Las Vegas or whatever. I, I know you live in Bountiful, but they do have them here now. <laughs> No, I, we have one in Centerville. Okay, all right. But I, I love it because, you know, especially with my diet, I do keto. 
and I love their uh, protein style or yeah. the double double protein style, which is just the, animal the, style the, with the, the uh, lettuce, all the, the stuff that's wrapped in a mm-hmm. lettuce thing. But to be honest with you, even if I do have a cheat meal or whatever, and I get mm-hmm. fries, I just can't get past the fries. Like I, yeah. I am not a big fan of In and Out fries. I, I'm the same nope. way. There's a it, way around it. it. It either has to be double fried, which makes it a little bit better, or just monkey style, or not monkey style, uh, animal style. So here's here's what I recommend you do. Right when you get your fries, because of the way they they use fresh cut fries that are cut within seconds, they're in the fryer for you. Mm-hmm. So they're fresh cut fries, but they don't salt them, and so they're they're very bland. They have salt there. The reason they do that is just for health reasons. Some people want the fries and they want them a little bit more healthy. Mm-hmm. So what, be, it's California. So <laughs> so basically what you do is you just grab a couple of those salt packets and while they're still hot, you just dump a ton of salt on it and you've got fries that are every bit as good as you get at McDonald's. Mm. That's what a lot of people, a lot of people can't figure that. It's the simplest thing ever and a lot of people don't figure that. Okay. For, for There's me, no like, simple solutions, Chunga. <laughs> <laughs> for me, In-N-Out Burger, is it only tastes good to me when I'm not in Utah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, it's a whole thing. It's like if I'm on a road trip, In and Out is the best thing ever. I don't really like it when it's in your new time. That's like, eh. actually was going to be the Chunga Pole, but I changed it. So oh, really? we're, we're, I want to come back to this. Maybe we'll do it next week. But no, okay. Things you only will eat when you're on vacation. Outside of Utah, yeah. I love yeah. that. But honestly, my my answer would be Apollo Burger. I think Apollo's Apollo, good. Apollo oh, Burger good. is awesome. That's yeah. local. Five guys is a close second for me as far as burgers go too. And Have I love the Tony Burger. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Tony, Tommy Burgers, Tony Burgers, Tony Burgers. Yeah, they're good. Their burgers are amazing. But yeah, the but fries suck. Again, don't get the fries, get the <laughs> cheese curds. See that? No, no, I, oh, I can't do cheese Oh, we're curds. stopping for so, cheese curds on the way home. I yeah, that's, uh, I, I, lo- I love Apollo Burger. Those are Apollo's all great. Are really yeah. good. In yeah. and Out's still my favorite, though. That teriyaki that. pineapple burger so is my favorite. All right, Spencer. Raising Cane's. Yeah, you're yeah, that's, yeah, that. no, that's okay. it. <clears throat> that's it, okay. Raising Cane's, you got it. So go to Reddit, go to our Facebook page, our Radio Rona Facebook page. That's where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, uh, to, or you can go to my personal page, except it's the celebrity page is all jacked up. I have no idea. I think Facebook is trying to kill Pages Manager is what they're trying to do. They so, are. Uh, I'll try and figure this out. I think Facebook's trying to kill Facebook. <clears throat> uh, honestly, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Anyway, the best way for you to contribute, honestly, is to join our Reddit group. Oh, that's where everybody's at. It's growing every single day. There's hundreds of people in there. Great conversations. Uh, we've changed it so that so that people can post now. Uh, please do us a favor. We're already having to edit out the the weak ass dad memes. Please stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're we're just gonna take them out. Yeah, we want to know about you. And we sometimes know more about you. There are some posts we just removed because we might be talking about it on the next show. Yeah, yeah. So don't take it personally. Yeah. We're just trying to, to curate the content. So no, I, but the one thing I actually do like a lot are those yeah. posts about Chef Shammy's butter. And oh, you're oh, such a shill. Oh. You're People such are a freaking shill. Out. No, no, no. I would rather have them talk about Shammy's butter than my yeast. <laughs> I, I actually I would I've too. I've seen Spencer. his yeast. <laughs> it's it's yeah, not pretty. Uh, it's uh, it's funny that you bring that up. Oh, oh. No, there's uh, we're we're really excited about this. We would like to. I this is a new product for me. I'm absolutely stunned. No, <laughs> Chef Shammy's is a thing, man. They're like a big deal. Yeah. No, they really are. Uh, our listeners were freaking out about our love for Chef Shammy's, and I thought it was a new product. Oh. <clears throat> no, it's, it's it's been around, it's, and yeah. people are actually very passionate about it. And so now, because we talked about it, we're, they're now a sponsor of the show. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! So Welcome. thank you to Chef Shammy's. Uh, Chef Shammy's Butter. 
I, I'm thrilled about this sponsorship. Thank you for being a part of the family, Chef Shammy. So awesome. Uh, apparently, their butter is fantastic. Can it I is. level with you? I have not tried it. In fairness, <gasps> I have not tried it yet. Oh, I've had it like on everything so, this week. Garlic. Um, oh, their garlic butter? Oh, I the, went the to the butter. store. Ooh, I eat it by spoonfuls. So good. So that you guys know, I went to the store and I bought like five different types of Chef Shammy's so that I can know what I'm talking about. So I found out they were a sponsor last night. I ran this morning and grabbed some Chef Shammy's. So I'm excited to dig into it. Uh, Chef Shammy's only uses real butter and natural flavors, no oils or preservatives or margarine. Uh, None nice. of that margarine. Margarine <laughs> is a dirty word for Chef Shammy's. Uh, they are kosher or kosher. kosher. I said kosher. <laughs> I meant to say kosher. I know kosher. Uh, kosher and gluten-free. Uh, they, on their website, at realbutter.com, they have nearly 500 different recipes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And the thing that I love is they have a keto recipe book. <clears throat> Actually, fun fact about those recipes, Jacob Shammy of Chef Shammy tried every one of those and took all the pictures himself. Oh, did no he really? Way. Yes, he did. See, is so is cool. Jacob Shammy, is he is he Chef Shammy? Jacob Shammy is Chef Shammy Jr. Oh, he is, okay. Oh, cool, nice. All right, cool. And he's in our Reddit group and yeah. he's, he's involved. He's with a us. really good dude. Uh, thank you, Jacob. Thank you very much for your sponsorship. I'm really excited to try this. You know, the one that I'm the most excited about is the garlic butter. Oh, it's oh amazing. Amazing. I'm going to make some garlic bread after the yeah. show. No, you make it garlic bread. Or my favorite thing is to saute vegetables in that garlic butter. Okay. Mm. Oh, nice. So where, Chunga, where can Chef Shammy's be found? That's what you're all asking right now is for heck's sakes, stop talking. Where can I go get my Chef Shammy's butter? Super easy. They can be found in any grocery store in Utah except Smith's. Mm. Wow. Okay. okay. <clears throat> any grocery store in Utah except Smith's. That includes Costco. Now, yeah. outside of Utah, because like we just said, we have more people listening outside than inside of Utah now. Uh, nationwide, it can be found in Sprouts, Sam's Clubs, or select Target stores. And you can also buy it on Amazon. Yes, That's you can buy so butter easy. through Amazon. That's slick. Super, yeah. <laughs> super, super easy. There are two Chef Chamois brands. You have Chef Chamois brand, which is a colorful container in the butter section, and the Fresh Churned brand, which is in a clear clamshell container, usually found in a deli or or in the deli or bakery se section. Oh, so there's nice. two, okay. there's there's two, two different Chef Chamois brands. Nice. Fresh Churned and Chef Chamois. I'm excited. Okay. I want to try that. I'm the, hungry the fresh, now. I know. Like, whoa. Here's a couple of flavors, just real quick. Parmesan, basil, garlic butter. It's yes. the best. Parmesan, I should say. Uh, cinnamon, brown sugar, honey butter, which sounds amazing. That's what Asi I tried. So good. Asiago and chives. Hey. Uh, rich, creamy honey butter, lemon herb butter, butter black truffle butter, chocolate butter, oh. European style butter with pink Himalayan salt. Damn! Oh, that sounds, that sounds amazing. He just dropped the butter mic. Yeah. I, That's I, the butter mic. I, I want yes. some of that chocolate butter. <laughs> uh, anyway, you want to go check out Chef Shammy. We, I've got more. I could talk about more. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're going to be around for a while. So, so thank you so much to Chef Shammy's Butter for becoming a proud sponsor of the Radio Ronin Show. We love having you here. Yeah, yeah. Everybody go buy some Chef Shammy's Butter. And then right? let us know what you're cooking with it. We'd love yeah. to see. Yeah. Post some pictures. That's yeah. what Reddit's for. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh -huh. uh, we have some new Patreon, or we have some producers. Super producers. Yeah, yeah sorry. I totally screwed that up. That's I'm okay. Sorry. I've got you. It's time <laughs> to thank our super producers 
who produced this show for you today. Yeah, we do. So we need to give a huge thank you to Stacey Schreiber at 2020, Ben Booth, the Badger Man at 2020, Keith Brown also at 2020, uh, Tomas, Travis, Gustafson, and Chef Shammy himself, yep. also all at 2020. Thank yep. you guys so, so much. Yep. Uh, Josh Burr at 2021, Mikey Hills, who's a new super producer at $22. Thank you, Mikey. Um, Kitty Fantastico at 2222. Fantastico. Yep. Fantastico. Amy B also at 2222. <laughs> Hemi Hunsaker, who's one of our new super Brand new. Yeah. Brand Hemi. new. Thank you, Hemi. First week at 2277. Thank you so nice. much, Hemi. Darren Phillips at 2311. Thank you so much. Uh, Joel Jenkins at 2314. Jordan Rexick at 2468. Yep. Charles Shagany. I, do most of these people, do they have like meanings behind their I think numbers? some, I know like Gary Phillips being, does. Are they I just think, being cheeky? Some of I them. I think they're being cheeky. I'm okay right. with if it. If you have a meaning, let us know. Yeah, I no. would love to know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need right. like a code. Right. So all these ones that I'm going to read up next are all $25 a month. So Charles Shagany, Infendo Radio, which is Steve Peacock. Make sure to listen to his show on RadioRona.com. Yes. Uh, Dennis and Natalie Gaunt, Sandy Rozier, Dr. Gill, Tire Factory Point S, Tire and Auto Service in American Fork, Ian Daisley, Addict Athlete, which is Coach Blue, A New Day Podcast, which is Ian and Angela. Thank you, guys. Uh, Lori L. at $25.27, Jonathan Vascar at $27 a month, Jolene and Grant Jones at $28.13. Thank you, guys. There's got to be a, there's got to be something, something behind that. Something's got to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordy Carroll at $30 a month. Jordy, we love you, man. Thank you. Uh, Marta Lords, who we love dearly. Marta! $30 a month. Dr. Steve McKiff of McKiff Dental at $35.55. That's the key. Right? Yeah. And wrapping yeah, it up here, right. Jared oh. Cahoon at $39.98. To Dr. Steve McKiff, congratulations to your daughter for graduating. Yeah. Hey, Woo! nice. Happy, happy graduation there, McKiffs. So uh, thank you to everyone. I mean, we, we can't thank you guys enough for yeah. what you do for us. And we would love you to be a part of our Patreon family. We have sociologists that work here. <gasps> that makes us somewhat legit. Did I even say that the right way? Sociologists. Uh, sociologists. I, I said sociologists. Sociologists. Sociologists are the ones that study the Olympics. Um, oh, okay. So... so uh, dad joke. <laughs> you're, you're banned. You're banned from the group. All right. Um, okay. So, by the way, I have to tell you this. I I need to take this up with my lovely wife. Uh oh. Uh oh. My wife unfollowed me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Hey. I don't know. Well, she's she doesn't even have a profile picture on there. It's, okay. it's so I wonder if Twitter. I wonder if Twitter just said this is a dormant account. We're shutting it off. I, I don't know that she's ever been on Twitter, but I saw her username come up as, oh, she just unfollowed you. And I was like, hey, so I unfollowed her back. <laughs> There's a rift in the chunk of family. Yep, there it is. Do you feel um, okay, Chandler? Hey, hey, no, my, yes, my, my brother-in-law actually blocked me on Facebook. And we're like the best of friends. Why did he but block you on Facebook? Is I, it all the bad memes, it, it, Josh? It, 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 it could have been. Yeah. But I, I think he just didn't really know what he was doing. But we just haven't fixed it because it's just kind of this, you know, just, yeah, he blocked me on Facebook. I, no, 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 I think that's just an excuse, I have Josh. select family members that I have muted. Yeah. All right. It's standard. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, there you go. Um, hey, totally different news here. Before uh, before the show ends, we actually have some other stuff to talk about today. Yeah. Oh, this oh, is a beefy show. Is, uh, it's a long show, and yeah. so forgive me, but there's a, there's just so much going on, right? Uh, Vegas is reopening. Woo! Yeah. yeah. This is Finally. this week. We yeah, can't go to week. Hawaii, so I guess this is what we're doing from our anniversary, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is reopening. Uh, there were There was some rioting in Vegas over the weekend. They completely blocked off the strip so that people couldn't get down the strip. A lot of people were trying to get down to damage the hotels and stuff like that. Uh, Ended up not happening, which is very fortunate considering they're a week away from opening. 
So the Cosmo is going to open. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the uh, locations in downtown Vegas, the D and the and the uh, the gold, what is, is it? The Golden, Golden Gate? Nugget or Golden the Gold Gate? Nugget or something like yeah, that. They're opening. Know. A lot of the hotel, not all of them, but most of them are opening on the 4th. So oh there's going to be some changes. There are going to be some some things that are going to be different. For example, they would normally allow 14 people at a craps table. There are seven positions at a duplicated each end of the craps table, yeah. if you know anything about gambling. They're no longer allowing 14 people at the craps table. They're only allowing six, three on each side. Oh, wow. That's how they're doing. And, and then you can't have crowds gather behind. Because normally when, you know, craps tables, it's booming. There's oh, yeah. a huge crowd of people behind. Yep. You can't have that. They're, they'll just push you away. So, so yeah. And normally they... They love big crowds around craps tables because that gets people to spend more, more money, money when when you get on a heater, right? So the uh, there the the tables are going to be different. The gambling as a whole is going to be different. And unfortunately for Chandler and I, the nightclubs are not going to reopen anytime soon, which sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going to be clo- the the nightclubs are going to be closed for quite a while. And uh, the Vegas the shows like the going to mm. see the Michael Jackson show or O for example. At the at Bellagio, you can't go. Yeah, those are those oh, are yeah. still. What about their buffets? Well, and this this leads us to the other thing. No. This is uh, this is unfortunate. No, uh, the buffets are are not open. In fact, the buffets are probably going away for good. <laughs> and and yeah. this just isn't in Vegas buffets. This is like no the buffet style <gasps> King restaurant. Buffet? Um, well, I don't know about King Buffet, but I know that. Uh, I'm seeing more and more and more news reports saying that buffets are probably going away as a style of eating. They're probably going the way of the TV dinner. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a uniquely you know, American experience. The dinner, it, yeah. the, the dinner and dancing theater, the buffets are going away. Uh, hometown of- Buffet has just folded, by the oh, way. Wow. So Hometown Buffet has closed their doors for good. They They're not a, coming back. They had really good corn. <clears throat> Chuck-a-rama, I was just a fashion place mall. Chuck-a-rama says they're reopening. How? Um, Wait, I don't how? know. Are they well, going to no, serve you? I think they're a local company, so they Golden may stick Corral around. has stayed open throughout this whole thing. Yeah, but hey, it's, it's, it's cafeteria style, so you don't yeah. serve your food. They, they serve the food so for they you. Serve, so basically, you just tell the waiter, hey, Give me some I of have, the blue, <laughs> give me some of the yellow. Can I have like 15 chicken wings, please? And, and 18 yes. scoops and, of mac and cheese. And, and, just, and just a little bit of coleslaw. Hey, Janice. <laughs> Can you please put some cheese whiz on my pizza? I think it's I think it's I think it's okay, right? I, th- I would be okay with going to a buffet if they did that. As yeah. long as I get to eat whatever I want and how much I want. My That's favorite, all that matters. One of my favorite places to eat in Disneyland is the Plaza Inn. Oh yeah. And Plaza yeah. Inn, they serve up your food cafeteria, cafeteria style. style. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's great food. Mm. Uh, I don't know why they couldn't do that. I don't know if I agree with this whole thing of the buffets going away. No, I think that's there, okay. there could be extra sanitary precautions like added on top of it. I, I don't know. I don't think they'll die because it's just Americans love value with their food. <laughs> well, and I, yeah, I actually can you blame them. It's it's less about value because I know when I go to the Wicked Spoon at Cosmo, it's uh, which is my favorite. That's that's the cheap the brunch on Sunday, which is the cheapest one they do, is sixty bucks a person. Oh no no no! That's I think it's like like over a hundred. Every time no, we wait, go, that's on a regular. Is like that a, a regular dinner. day? That's a dinner. Oh, like okay. when you go because the dinner buffet is different. Okay. Than the brunch. I remember we dropped oh. some. So yeah. it's like one hundred and thirteen dollars a person. <laughs> so that's that's more than than going to like Roos Chris or Spencer's uh-huh. or any sort of fancy steakhouse. But right? here's the thing: is it's the implied value that you can eat as much as you want. Yeah, but you know you're not eating sixty bucks worth of food. 
I still love going there yeah. because I love the uh, the environment and I love their bacon and I just there are certain the angry mac and cheese there are certain things mm. that I love that I'm just I'm really bummed if these buffets go away I, I would be too. really bummed yeah. the MGM Grand Buffet is fantastic mm-hmm. uh, the Bellagio Buffet is pretty good yeah the Wicked Spoon is the best buffet on earth hands down and and I'll tell you I actually like Chuckarama I, I, I love, love Chuckarama that would be one less place that Dave and I could go to. Because that Who is loves Chuckarama? Oh my gosh. Really? Chili's and Chuckarama. You have a friend, Dave. We call him the gangster of love. He calls himself the gangster of he's, love. He has, <laughs> he's, he's a special needs individual, and he's a great guy. Oh, I love, I love this kid. I love hanging out with him. He's a, he's a lot of fun. And uh, you hang out with him all the time. And you take him out, what is it, once a week, typically? At least. I mean, yeah. You'll take him to IHOP, mm-hmm. or you'll take him to Black Bear Diner, or it's Chuckarama. Just, it, yeah. It, and he'll have... drink his weight in lemonade. He, he, he actually had to stop. He had to lay the off. The, he can't mm-hmm. do the lemonade anymore. No, he it, it upsets his stomach. <laughs> oh, so that's he's, a shame. He's trying to find something else. Yeah, <laughs> you you are. Don't introduce uh, him to monsters. You are a, you're an amazing friend to him. Can I just? Yeah, tell you? you really are. You know, I I feel like um, he's uh, he chose me. You know, yeah. like yeah. I I love the kid. He's he lives like two houses away. And yep. He calls Josh for people who don't know. We've actually had to stop the show numerous times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since the earthquake has taken place because mm-hmm. Dave will call Josh in a panic anytime he thinks there's an earthquake. Because mm-hmm. that really rattled him. That really, it really freaked did. him out. And Josh really takes did. the time to make sure he's okay and calm him down. Yeah. And, and so and Josh is just the best dude. We'll actually stop the show so that Josh can do that. Uh, and it's happened uh, more a than once. Times, yeah. yeah, a couple, a couple times. times. Yeah. So um, so anyway, uh, that's that's going to be a bummer if you can't I take know. him to the Chuckarama. Uh, I love the Chuckarama chicken, man. I, I love the Plaza Inn chicken. Oh. I love the Knotts. Oh. Mrs. Knotts. I need to and, try that. Okay. Our, our, our chicken, chicken pole should have been like, what's your favorite buffet food? No, <laughs> yeah. no. Here is a buffet hack. Okay. This is delicious. Spencer's buffet hack. Okay, I'm listening. And this is a total fat kid thing, so uh, don't judge me. <laughs> I, which means I probably have done it. <laughs> chicken nuggets. Or chicken strips. Some chicken nuggies. Or chicken strips if you want to feel extra fancy. Okay. Uh-huh. Load your plate up with that. Other half of your plate, vanilla soft serve and dip. What? Oh, you no. You're dipping Spencer, your, your, no. chi- your chicken nuggies in ice cream? It's way good. Spencer, no. <laughs> it's so good. No. That is no. A, no. A, I mean, I was a fat kid, but. That's no. a, even, that. even Josh is like, I can't. Oh, I that's, can't like get a, that's like a real, that's like a legit fat you know, kid. No, thing. I have like these, these cool food, well, cool, cool food hacks. That I'm trying to get Josh to try, like the the McNasty. Spencer, mm-hmm. that's not a hack, though. No, the McNasty is delicious. It is a double mm-hmm. cheeseburger from McDonald's with a McSpicy in between. No, those are actually really good. They're really good. I've had mm-hmm. one of those. That's I'm good. Good. Or you get some cheese whiz and you put it on a little Caesar's pizza. What the hell's wrong with you? I actually do. No, I. No. I, 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 I <laughs> you're a communist. I can get on board with that. I've actually done that. You know, I my first job was Little Caesars, and I actually learned that on the job. <laughs> I'm, really? I'm actually, I'm actually curious. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds disgusting. Okay, but I put Parmesan on Tuesday? everything. Pizza. Tuesday, Tuesday, we may, have to, we may have to do. I'm this. down. Let's do it. We may have to All right. I really yeah. want to go to Red Lobster. Yeah, yeah. I really, really. We can't put that off much longer. Um, so, <laughs> hey, listen, we we uh, we want your chunk of hole. Uh, answers. Yeah. The, your favorite fast food restaurant. For whatever reason, I don't care what your reason is. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? It doesn't have to be in the town you live in. 
Um, I would have to say, like I said, In and Out Burger, JCWs, and Jack in the Box. My top oh, three. Jack in the Box. Is oh, good. Jack my in top the box. three. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jack in the Box, uh, In and Out Burger, and JCWs. Not, that. not in that oh, order. They're but. breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh um, man. But and I know I've set a horrible precedence here because I've just given you three. We really only want one. And I know the first thing everybody's going to do is they're going to list their top five. Or they're going to no. I this is the same thing like with the top twenty-five <laughs> lists. Okay, which. We're all still trying to get through, by the way. They're awesome. I, you'll know if I've heard it because I'll comment on your on your list. I'll comment on it to, to kind of signify, hey, I've heard your well, list. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I don't want your top five lists of your top fast food places. One. That's the one. challenge. Okay. Okay. One. You have to pick one and only one. Someone's got a gun to your head and says, I want one. You only give them one. It's your last okay. meal. It's your last meal. Your last fast food meal. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. <sighs> goblins. We need to thank some goblins. Yeah, we do. These guys contribute a minimum of $50 a month, and thank you so much for doing it. Uh, I am honored, as I say, every single week, twice a week, actually, yeah. uh, that you guys are contributing to the well-being of the show the way that you are. Thanks for being a part of the family. Uh, we love having you here, Taylor Casper. Uh, Greg's Guide to New Music podcast. Which I'm going to be a guest on. Uh, oh, tomorrow. Greg's oh, really? Yeah, nice. right? uh, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Did Greg get really hammered? He did. He, he had to ooze up. I, I we, love it when he does we, it. We did one of his little special bonus episodes as well. Uh-huh. That's much better. Oh, really? <laughs> did he wear a kilt? Well, I have to go check yeah. it out just so I can hear Greg get wasted. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Possibly just get uh, Philip Johnson, Guy Stones, Colton Cook. How are you, Colton? I Woo! miss you, dude. Uh, Chandler, Prince of the Goblins. Goblins. Uh, Summer and Brian Thatcher. Mike and Angela Wilding. Allison Fairbanks, we will see you in a few days at your wedding. Chandler gets to go. Yeah, yeah. Woo. I'm excited. Chandler was going to be traveling. He is going to get to go. Yep. Yeah, so his trip got pushed back. Spencer, you're looking like you can't go. No, I'll be there. I'll be okay. there. Nice. You're looking kind of like, oh, no. Do you I have something going? I hate weddings. That's uh, all. I, you know what? It but doesn't we'll be matter there. who they are. For Allison, have, we'll be there. I think everybody kind of hates appro- weddings. Have right? we approved the music list yet? Josh. I don't know. Josh. No. Just kidding, I'll be there. All right. Uh, anyway, Allison, congratulations on your wedding. Catch the bouquet. Cindy, queen of Bash. We yeah, love yeah. having Cindy. you here, Cindy. Thank you so much, especially in Bash music. Uh, best-selling author, Joanna Reader, Jill Risi PC, and Nicoletti Spaghetti. Anya! We, we love having... Uh, J- Josh is the only one hanging on to that. I was just going to let him... Just, He's still I will to my death. He still loves it. Uh, Lord and Lady Snarfingham, yeah, Natalie Taylor... Cam and Alexa Bingham. Stop! Cam and Alexa Bingham, yes. this show is for you. All right. Woo-hoo! Cam and Alexa Bingham, this show is for you. Jennifer Grant, who uh, sent me a message. She's alive and well, by the way. Yay! Yay. Yeah. <laughs> the Easton sisters, Liz and Steph, Nolan, oh, shenanigan. The golden voice of Radio Ronan, Ken Kruger, Woo-hoo! Sean, Big Boy, Peterson, Brian Miller, Greg West, round out our gobbles. Yeah. Thank you very much to Brian Miller and Greg West. And uh, Sean, big boy Peterson there. Uh, also want to say a huge thank you to our super goblins coming in at 5150 Van Halen, you know. Uh, the American badass Lane Hilton of the Unified Fire Department. Thank you, Lane. Yeah. Captain yeah. Lane Hilton. Matthew Cronkite at 5151. Uh, Bishop Shannon, not Bishop Shannon, excuse me. First Counselor Shannon. <laughs> oh, Shannon West. Somebody got a new calling. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon West, sorry about that. Shannon West at 55 bucks a month. Uh, we've got uh, Ryan Westwood of RJ Concrete at 70 bucks a month. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Just a Girl Gene, we love you. Gene Marie Hutchinson, thank yeah. you so much. $100 a month. Uh, John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, thank you, sir. $100 and, a month. $100 100. Bucks a month. Then, of course, you've got your two biggies. You've got Ian the Token Gay. Thank you, Ian. We, we yeah. love you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ian. 
and Angela, they're both in the New Day podcast, by the way. Everybody go listen to that podcast. It's our new podcast here at the Radio it's Road awesome. Network. I love it. Uh, Angela, my evil twin of the New Day podcast, at 150 bones a month. Damn. Yikes. Woo. And then there's the undisclosed castle. So yeah, thank yeah. you to each and every one of you for taking the time to contribute to the show the way that you do. We love doing this show for you guys. We hope that even when we do a serious show or a more thoughtful show mm-hmm. or newsy type show, or maybe the shows we, we should just call ourselves the newsies when we do shows oh, like this. Oh, we're the newsies. The newsies Go. are back. Yep. Uh, Santa Fe. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. We can't do that. We can't do that. No. <laughs> we want to call ourselves the newsies. Josh still thinks it's a gang. <laughs> it's the office. Yeah. They're, They're anyway, uh, the town. <laughs> All right. Anyway, hey, thanks, guys. We hope you have a great week. We will see you on Thursday for our next show. Until then, be safe. And uh, we hope you have a great week. Bye.